Hello everybody and welcome to the Hey Listen podcast. I am Dizzy Bess, also Twitch streamer and YouTuber. And with me I have my co-casters. Miss Beltree, I also uh, stream on Twitch and I made a YouTube recently. I don't really know what I'm doing with that yet, but hey, I stream. So by the time you listen to this, go check out Miss Beltree's YouTube somewhere. <laughs> and also, hi, I'm Seriously I'm a Giraffe, or Giraffe for short. I also stream, I do not have a YouTube yet. <laughs> Hello, I'm Cauliflower. I don't stream. I don't have a YouTube. I will continue to ride on the cocktails of these lovely women. And also joining us today, we have the most amazing tosser in the world. We have Sky Blue Monty. Maybe we'll make sure to go and check out his Twitch channel, please. Hello, Monty. How are you today? How is how is the future? Hello, everybody. My name's Monty. I make Twitch videos, YouTube videos. I am very good, but my content is shit. <laughs> Oh, that is that is a blatant lie. I'm afraid that it's Monty not, is. My mother all told me to tell the truth. I'm telling <laughs> the truth. You're all being super nice because you just want me to be happy. <laughs> I want everyone to be happy. Well, you, it works. It works. You make me feel good despite the fact that I'm, I'm severely lacking. What exactly are you lacking? Skill. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Everything. Every, to be fair, there's, 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 I can't do anything. I'm terrible. People come to watch my streams to see me fail. Ask Cauliflower. She's always there calling me a loser. Well, that's not strictly true. That's right, you're not always this. Well, we've been wanting you as our guest uh, from the very beginning, and I was adamant that you were going to be the first guest on the Hey Listen podcast. Mm. So um, I'm really, really pleased that you've been able to join us for this episode. It took a bit of organising to get it done with three different time zones to kind of work with, but we have managed to do it, and I am so, so happy that we have. So thank you for joining us and welcome to episode four and we were thinking today we were going to look at some retro games because i believe monty you have done a couple of retro game streams before i've done quite a few retro game streams and retro is something that how do i put it i don't sit there and and talk about my collection very much i, I mention it from time to time but it's been something i've collected for a very long time everything from arcade cabinets arcade circuit boards old computer systems so I've got a Commodore Colt right behind me right now. Um, wow. Most people don't even know what the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> but it's these sorts of things. Oh, I love it. The Commodore Colt, I bought it from a little old lady. She would have had to have been in her 80s at the time. And she bought it for her, I think it was her teenage daughter or something in the mid-80s. Um, or granddaughter or something. I can't remember exactly what the story was. And she said she bought this computer because this girl was talking to a boy she didn't approve of. So she bought this computer with the hopes that it would stop her thinking about going off with this boy. It didn't work. And so the computer got used once. It's immaculate. I'll send you a picture. This lady was the sweetest thing, but she really just didn't understand <laughs> how her granddaughter worked. But I got a cheap, good computer out of it. I mean, I don't know. I, if I had the choice, right, some random boy out there or the computer, I might have been bought with it. But I don't know. I think she married the, the guy. So. Oh, yeah. I think he's played me. I mean, my parents tried something similar to bribe me when I was going off to university. They bribe, they tried to offer me that like, we'll pay for your driving lessons, we'll pay for your insurance, and we'll buy you a car if you live at home. Oh no. Oh. Yep, that's familiar. <laughs> uh, and then commute in because I didn't go to university that far away from where I lived. Uh, I did end up turning it down and I did move move out to university. I was so glad that I did. But yeah, these it's it's a parent thing to try. At least they didn't buy it first though. That's I think that was the uh, that might have been the mistake there. But I think if they would have tried to offer me something something so incredible like that, I might have been swayed. 
like and think, can I ask? Because like, because I always think that like the first console that like my brother and I had was the Sega Mega Drive, because that was the first one that I guess like I really like understood a bit. But I actually there was a Commodore 64 in the house when I was really really little, and and I only remember like it being turned on like once, and it had like cassettes and took forever. Um, See the important thing you need to. Is it different? The important thing I need to correct you on that. Yes, a, a Sega Mega Drive is a console. And thank you for calling it a Mega Drive. I don't understand why our lovely American friends called it a Genesis. I just, I, I'll never what understand it. Is. That. What is this Mega Drive? Mean? It's a Mega Drive. Um, everywhere else is a Mega <laughs> Drive, but you, you Americans just wanted it to be different. So thank you. <laughs> and it was um, wonderful. But the Commodore 64 is a computer. It has a keyboard. It is it not a console. Fine. I will okay. go into the whole. I'll be dead in the ground before I'll call that a console. It's my favourite computer of all time. I, I've got literally how many of them have I got nearby? I've got one, two, three, four, five, six of them sitting just near me. Oh my god! What's different between a computer and a console? It's a really stupid question, but like I, I, I don't really know the, the 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 official terminology. I don't really understand. But my my point of view is if it's got a keyboard and that's probably what I would call, but it's probably wrong, and I don't care because my opinion <laughs> is very valid, and I'm sticking to it. Clearly. So, so what have you got in your collection at the moment, Monty? What is what is your really standout parts of it? Oh, uh, my favourite thing is my TI ninety nine um, <laughs> desktop. I got TI ninety nine four A. It's like a, I can't remember what it, it's an extension box. It's basically a box that was used an expansion module is the exact word I think where you can put um, it's got a disk drive you can put other cards into it to make make it a bit better than what the, the standard one was I got that off of a school teacher in Sydney it was a surprise purchase I saw it on Gumtree and I was like oh my god does he know what this is because he was just like selling computer stuff and it was in there and I ended up doing a deal with him and then it arrived with all these teaching modules which back in the day were given and all these Texas instrument folders with the disk for you know learning mathematics english everything i've never seen it before everything's out i could t you know anyone has a kid they want me to teach with you know 1980s um, <laughs> lesson plans i'll be happy to, <laughs> to help but that is probably what, exactly? my favorite thing in the collection because i've like expansion module and the, the actual box yes they exist very hard to get in australia in america they're out there they're not cheap they're pretty damn expensive but to have all the lesson modules in those folders with all of the plans on how to teach students back in the 80s, that, I, I'm stunned I've got that. I wouldn't think many of those would have actually survived. Um, other things in my collection that I love are my arcade stuff. I've got a, one of the rarest circuit boards out there of a Sega game called I'm Sorry, which is a game that's basically taking the piss out of a past Japanese president or prime minister, I think they call them, or I, we, you can, you can give a clarification later which one it is, but you know, the guy in charge in Japan. And the whole idea of the game is running around like a little maze of a street sort of thing and breaking into safes and stealing everyone's gold and taking it back to Parliament House. <laughs> um, so they literally just took the piss out of this guy. And I remember DJ Slope, I'm not sure if many of you have seen his videos. He does a lot of retro content. He's also the re one of the reasons why I found Anstream Arcade, which is what you see me 
uh, stream my, a lot of my retro games with, um, he did a video on it and basically said, well, three boards apparently exist, but we don't have never seen a photo. Uh, do they really exist? And then I did a video and said, hey, mate, here it is. <laughs> That's amazing. And I love wow. it. I've had offers of ridiculous sums where I'm never going to sell it. No way. It's one of the rarest things in my, my collection and I'll never get rid of it. The rare stuff is the special stuff. The only thing I want is that when I'm gone from this world, that my wife doesn't sell them for what I told her I paid for. <laughs> so I feel like we should probably take a little, a couple of steps back and just actually define what Uh-oh. retro is. Because to different people, retro might mean different things. So I think we should sort of like what... what Ask everybody want. one by one what they think retro is. That's a good idea. Yeah. What do you class as retro? For me, well, because I grew up with the PlayStation 1. That is, in my memory, that is my first console that I remember playing on. My very first video game that I ever received was Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. And so for me, anything before that, so my dad used to get out like the N64 and things like that, those kinds of consoles and and computers are what retro is to me. Things that tend to be quite pixelated and and I know there's quite a few games nowadays that are. So that that kind of for me is is what retro is. It's so funny because like, I I think that's what's going to be like probably what comes out of this this part of the conversation is that basically everyone's idea of retro is just like based on when they were young because i remember when the playstation came out and it was like you could have 3d games that's crazy you know again like my brother and i had the mega drive so like that was that was like a whole different level that you could have three dimensions and you didn't just go side to side so like yeah i get that it's old now but like the idea of that being like retro seems kind of Yeah, I have to agree with that. The the thought of a PlayStation 1 potentially being on the cusp of being retro makes me feel really, really old. (laughs) It's fascinating to me because I... Well, so I feel like every time we have this conversation, I start with, well, I didn't play games when I was little because I'm a Soviet child. <laughs> and so to me, ret- so, yes, and we walked uphill both ways in the snow, and it was, my life was just pain. No, but, but really, <laughs> you grew up to in me, York, so. that's right. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. <laughs> but to me, the, the whole uh, like concept of retro is anything before I started playing video games, which is about 10 years ago, maybe a little less. So, you know, you guys are talking about the Mega Drive slash Genesis or you're whatever that was. Like 360 time. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like PlayStation 3 is retro. I don't remember. Oh to, to, to me, to me, the retro stuff, the real retro is anything that's got a wood grain finish. If it's got a, a slab of wood on top, then I will classify that as that is quality retro. I'll also, honestly, anything 80s I think's retro, anything um, 90s onwards, it's getting there, but to me it's not. Um, I was already out working when the PS1 came out. I wasn't playing a lot of games at that point. A few games I did play. I never had an N64 because, well, I didn't like Nintendo, and I'm that's how I was. I was a Commodore boy. Everyone that had a Nintendo NES, I was like, yeah, why do you want that for? Because look, I've got a keyboard. That was the whole mentality <laughs> back in the day. I've got a real computer. You've just got a, you've got a toaster. But to me, 80s is retro. 90s is getting there. Anything after, I've never, I've never owned a PS2. I've never played a PS2 game ever. Um, because I just don't didn't have time and I've had no desire to want to get one. So pretty much my collecting stops 
early 2000s, late 90s with the PS1 games that I did like. So there's a lot of RPG PlayStation 1 games that I really love. Um, and that's the sort of stuff that I cherish and I keep. But do I classify it as pure retro? No. Um, retro is anything Commodore, anything Amstrad, um, Spectrum, Atari, those sorts of... Like my, my beloved TI-994A. Um, those sorts of things are real retro to me because they're just... You young, you young'uns, a lot of you weren't even born when these things were out. But to us... When we first saw it and you saw those little blocks moving around, it was magic. It was magical to see that happen. I think it's so funny, like how our perceptions of these things like move so quickly. Cause like when we talk about retro gaming, like it just came into my head. Like when I was a kid, it was totally normal that you go on holiday and you might get like a disposable camera to one of my teenagers. <gasps> yeah. And like, yeah. if you if you like show that to like someone who is a teenager now, like the idea that you don't just have like a digital device where like all of the things are and you have to like take your photos and do the little winding thing and then send it off somewhere it's just like it, it's mind-blowing right I, like, I'm, how much I'm, I remember my mum taking the film to be processed coming back and one of the pictures I think my dad was on a trampoline and his head had been chopped up because the camera <laughs> wasn't high enough and we've still got that photo somewhere we like out of all of the ones that we you know kept or didn't keep this are, yeah def- definitely keeping the one where our dad's head is chopped right off there. <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah I remember you used to take like a selfie but then you'd have to wait like three to four days to actually find out if it was a good selfie. Get a Polaroid camera because then you could see it straight away. They're so expensive. They've come back into fashion now. You can get them Mm. and they're in all sorts of different colours and they're for the kids and everything. It's like, well, why would you do that? Just why do you need that? I've got my phone. So many resources because right now when I take a selfie, I don't really take selfies because I'm too too short, but when I take pictures, I take like 10 of them to make sure at least one of them is okay. You can't (laughs) do that with Polaroids. No, you You can't. You know, when you're out and about and you take a picture for someone else, or someone's taking a picture for you you expect them to like hit that photo but like five or six times yeah you do yeah. it's like so that you can get the good pictures so, yeah that's amazing how times have changed kids these days we've okay. moved from video games <laughs> to taking pictures <laughs> I'm sorry I don't know where that came into good old disposable cameras I remember one time I had a disposable camera we went off to a school camp and we had those it was high school and we took pictures of put it politely people's bums and whatnot <laughs> and that's just what did. teenagers did and then that camera disappeared we don't know oh, where it went no. so somewhere around this world is a picture of my ass I just yes. don't know where but it's there nice oh my no God. one's ever I'm heard that story but the people about that camera that you just brought back memories <laughs> Amazing, um, a bunch of teenage fellas lining up to have a picture of their butt. It was hilarious. We thought it was funny at the time. Um, speaking of, of memories, what is a game that you will always go back to, no matter how much technology advances and how bad the graphics seem now that you look at it? What is a game that you will always, always, always go back to? Oh, I think that's a difficult one because I I always started as, I was always a console gamer. I always had all the consoles. I never had any of the... Um, anything with a keyboard when I was growing up so we had the we had the NES is the first one that I remember so that's probably where my retro starts and then obviously SNES, N64, GameCube and up to present times but now I've started going more towards PC gaming so a lot of the things that I would go back to I can't actually get on my PC anymore unless I start like digging through some some weird things but every now and then there's like some of these old games that I always want to pick up so there's a, there used to be this pirate game that I used to play on my old PC and I can't even remember what it was called 
and you used to have to go around the Caribbean. It was in like setting like the like the when the Spanish and everything was were coming over. And then there's other things like I always love going back to theme hospital and theme park, and I love those games so much. <laughs> so when Two Point Hospital came out, I was I'm just in heaven, made by the same guys but with updated graphics. You still got all the stupid lines that come out of the receptionist. So those are my comfort games as well, definitely. Uh, and definitely all the old Zelda games. I can go back to those in a heartbeat because I love Nintendo. You can love Nintendo, no one will knock you for that. But when I was young, Nintendo was just something none of the, the people I knew enjoyed. I just, it was it was different. People that had Nintendo, so I didn't get the Zelda, like what you're talking about now. I didn't play Zelda until I was 40 years old. That was the first time I played Zelda and I didn't like it. So you can yell at me now. My my first Zelda <laughs> was, uh, was I remember we would be sat in the back bedroom and I had this friend that lived a few doors down from me and he, he was called he was called Jack and we used to sit and play Ocarina of Time like every day. I only had one controller and obviously it's only one player anyway. We just used to sit together and play it. I was about six or something like that. Mm -hmm. But really vivid memories of doing that and that was a great time and that's just, I was, yeah, so I was probably, yeah, so Ocarina of Time is probably my comfort game and I can sit and complete that in about a day and still enjoy it. Have you done it? Oh, have you have you taught your kids? Is that something that you have a shared experience with or are they over it? No, well the eldest definitely is. So mm. I've got the I've got Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the DS when they came out. I specifically bought a 3DS. I bought every single Nintendo console and got every single Zelda game for them, for mm. the respective consoles. Uh, unfortunately I did have to sell my retro game console collection. <gasps> Still sad. We've all still been really there. Sad about that. Still We've really, really sad about there. that. But I, it was desperate times, desperate measures, and it was the only real thing of value that yeah. we could get rid of at the time. So it is what it is. So I had to re I've replaced them as best I can. And then my son got a DS. So then he started playing on them. And he's like, Mum, how do I beat this boss? I'm like, sit down, kid. You're about to see something very <laughs> special. <laughs> See, one thing I just want to mention right now, now that you've mentioned having to sell things, I went through a stage probably oh, 15, 16 years ago where I had a lot of things happening and ended up having to sell some of my stuff just to be able to cover it. And I'm never going to be able to get it back because one of them was a arcade super hang-on, you know, the motorbike game. You may yeah. know it, you may not. I had an actual original cabinet of that with the motorbike and the handlebars. Oh and that is the biggest regret that I've got, but I wouldn't have been able to have did what I had to do if I didn't get rid of it at that time. Things are much better for me now than they were back then, um, but it's not going to get back something that I loved massively. Today's podcast is basically all the things that Monty's lost. Pictures of his house. Yeah. Hopes and dreams. <laughs> the only thing I haven't lost is weight. <laughs> we don't yes. Know yes. It, 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 it was an in incredible. Have you seen my stream? I'm missing Just the robe, Monty. I am desperate to see this Twitch robe that, that you're due to get. A what? Your Twitch robe that you got from the Oh, thing. the robe, yeah. I'm looking for that. It hasn't arrived yet. No, I'm, oh. I'm constantly, every day, my face is pressed against the front window looking for the postman. <laughs> and he just gives me a, you know, shakes his head every time. It's not here, Monty. And I just, oh, I'll go inside and cry. Um, it'll come eventually. So Twitch, um, I don't know when this is going live. If I haven't got my parcel by next week, I'm, I'm not going to be happy. There'll be a link to Monty's channel in the description below. So if you want to know about Monty's robe, please give him a follow so you know when it arrives. Everyone wants to know about Monty's robe. <laughs> it needs to be an alert. We do, we need yes, an alert. Definitely.
definitely. I'll make sure there's something in the in my Discord, which is where you can get updates about this podcast. But yeah, I think one of the things I like about the Zelda games is that they all have their own style. Like you can see a still shot of some of the characters and almost know immediately or be able to have a really good guess as to which game they're from because of the different art styles but it still is Zelda and that's what I really like about it is like all of Pokemon games pretty much have a very similar art style and very similar like graphics you know art design but all the Zelda games they're all quite different like you have the cartoony links from the Wind Waker timeline you've got the newer designs from um, like Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess and things like that and I just yeah I love I love how different the art designs are for, for the different games when I first gone. played Wind Waker I didn't like the art style I was like oh, I don't like this this is really cartoony and it's not right but then the more I played the more it grew on me and I, and now I really look back on pictures of Wind Waker with such fondness and I'm desperate to get my hands back on that one to play again. It has to be the, other than Twilight Princess, it has to be the one I've played the least of. I've never touched and Twilight I just Princess wanna, I, and I really, really want to. I really want to play Twilight Princess. I haven't played many Zeldas at all. That's it. I've, you can <laughs> shoot me now. But <laughs> that's how it is, unfortunately. Am, am I allowed to say what my go- favourite go-to games are? Of course. Are? course. All right, first, um, Arcade, Psychic 5. It is the best, it's the most underrated arcade game in existence. It's on can the entry platform now. Can you tell us about, about, a bit about the games? Because I imagine well, a lot I'll, of people, I will tell you exactly what it's about. It is about, it's just an awesome. It is the best game ever. It, you are two espers. You have Psychic powers that let you wield a little psychic hammer to to hit uh, animated pieces of household furniture which are in the control of satan so each level is like a little platformer going around you have to beat up satan at the end who's basically just a statue and you've got to really see it to appreciate it the graphics are fantastic the fact you've got multiple characters each character basically has its own uh, abilities, benefits. So the, you got the fat guy who's strong, can push doors down really quick, but he's slow and can't jump high. So you wouldn't take him into a fight unless you don't need to jump around a lot and you can just beat the shit out of what's in the way. Then you've got the tall, lanky ones which run quick, can jump high. So you've got to think which character is best for which situation. Some areas you can get through, some areas like the big fat guy can't get through a small gap, but the little girl, she can. And it's just one of those games that I grew to love massively. And when I found out it was on Antstream, which is what I used to to stream retro, that's the game that I've played 10 times more than any other. Mm. Absolutely. It is just quality for for the 20 cents you paid at the time to play, you had a good time. And I just think it's criminal that this game does not get any discussion, doesn't get any recognition, because quite frankly, it's better than 99% of arcade games out there as far as I'm concerned. And I'll argue that with anybody, because an arcade game to me was, when I put my money in, is it fun? Did I get a decent game out of it? Would I want to play it again because it was enjoyable? And it ticks all three of those boxes. Even now, it's free to play for me because I can play it on my computer now. I still play it because it is that good. Not many arcade games people can think of that they would probably play every day. 
I play Psychic 5 nearly every day because it is just a fantastic game and it just de-stresses me and makes me happy. Probably reminds me of my youth when I was young and handsome, not fat and ugly like I am now. But anyway, the, oh. the fact is, it really reminds me of the good times and that's why I keep going back to it. In regards to PC gaming, um, I was about to say this game and I'm not sure if it's the one you were mentioning before, but uh, Sid Meier's Pirates was not a game quite that, that I went, one. It, I went that, back to that one. one. Oh, I love that one. Um, you may be thinking of maybe Cutthroats. That's another one yes, as well. Yes, 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 that, that, that's the one. There we go. I found out which one it was. See, <laughs> I didn't have to Google it. There were some really good pirate-themed games out there, and Sid Meier's Pirates was just the one that I went back to all the time. And even the remade version, which was mid-2000s something like that that was released that's a lot of fun you can still get that on steam and you can still play it and have a good time it's just those sorts of games where you're not on a linear path like if you want to go beat the shit out of the spanish go beat the shit out of the spanish if you want to go you know beat the hell out of the french go beat the hell out of the french you, you choose your own path if you want to beat the hell out of everyone beat the hell out of everyone they're the sorts of games that i can go back to because it's not always the same in that regard mm -hmm. other than psychic fight that's always you know you play it at the same level after level but quality so that could i'll accept I feel like listen to me, i'm rambling on it's fine no it's honestly fine i feel like after the podcast Colin yep. Powell's going to go find the game and buy it or get, get her hands on after. it. Which one? Psychic Cutthroat. Cutthroat. Oh, Cutthroat. you got to get it. Right. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> you got to get it. It's a good game. And I've got I've got the original box over here somewhere because I played that to death as well. It's a very, very good game. And you've got good taste. Thank you, Monty. Tree, giraffe. <laughs> Who's next? I feel like I need a reference manual after listening to this because they're just... <laughs> So many words. I'm like, I don't know these things. What is this? What is this? <laughs> All new things. But that, that's it. I, I mean, for me, honestly, like, I, I don't have retro games. I feel like I need to, I've missed out on my life because I, I, I'm about to say, like, Mass Effect. And I know you don't want to hear that, right? Because that's who <laughs> we do. We learned, stuff. right? This game's all about the sex and we like it and, and, and <laughs> retro games. It's not just sex, though. It's alien sex. It's alien sex, which is best, clearly. What's all the chatting right now? <laughs> I play I mean, very different kinds of games, Monty. Back you know, when, I, when I played games as a young man, if if there was a square pair of boobs on the screen, that was sexy. It, absolutely. Or like, uh, it like was true. Tomb Raider 1 with the really pointy boobs. The triangle. No, that, that's, that's, that, the, no, that was too realistic. I'm talking about if you go to the Commodore 64, oh my God, I can't believe some of the stuff that we got excited to. I was say, in our first episode, uh, Giraffe speaks about her experiences with Mass Effects and uh, Let's and be honest, on. in our every podcast, <laughs> Giraffe speaks about her experiences with Mass Effect. What game is it? It's not one that I've heard of. Uh, it's, it's a PC game. Oh, oh dear. Um, so it's a PC game from, I want to say, 2000, like mid-2000s, right? We're not talking okay. retro of any kind here. Um, but it is, um, it is lovely. There are, it's, um, it's very much an RPG with a story and it tells you a, and you develop a relationship with a lot of characters both platonic and sometimes sexual and really my goal in life is not to go and save the universe but to have the best um how should I say romantic involvements possible <laughs> and there you go so but you know so back, it's a bioware yes. Mm -hmm. It's a Bioware game. Does that, if that if that says, there's also text-based RPGs, right? Have you guys played those? Yes. Yes. When that was an opportunity, you enter the field, turn left. There yep. is an attractive woman. No, that's not actually how they no. go, is it? <laughs> the, 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 back in the in the day, I played a lot of text-based 
games yeah. and on the Commodore like there was I'm sorry um, to mention this to such lovely people but there was a game called Farmer's Daughter um, please don't look it up um, oh, on the Commodore 64 <laughs> and we tried to I'm finish it, it because um, the, the, you're basically a door-to-door salesman your truck or your car break down it's raining you turn up to this farm and it, it was all text-based but it had some pictures which yeah, start to every wholesome yeah. story and the whole idea like you won if you got to sleep with the farmer's daughter you lost Naturally. if the farmer's daughter if the farmer's sons slept with you it was oh, just dear. yeah either you can you you succeeded or you were violated by by, by two farmers oh, oh okay. um, I've got, I've got it was a very very weird game and i'm sorry i bought it up but we okay. thought you okay. thought, you bought up text-based adventures you bought What's up that? I've got some dialogue lines from it. So it's uh, knock on the door. The door is answered by the farmer's hot daughter. She is wearing oh, tight denim shorts and a skimpy white halter top. His nipple, oh, her God. nipples are practically poking through her stretch shirt. She's young, very pretty, and seems to like you. Press space to continue. Yep. <laughs> Where did you and find it? Google. It's called Google. Just, if, no, just... no. I've got you are on the path behind an old farmhouse. The path continues west, and a door leads east to the kitchen. A huge, mean-looking dog stands across the path, staring at you with ferocious eyes. Give ham to the dog. You stretch out your hand, offering the sliced ham to the dog. Defiantly, the wrong thing to do. Oh, definitely, that's not really? spelled right. It's not de- It's not spelled right. Definitely, the wrong <laughs> thing to do. The dog bites your hand off at the <gasps> wrist and lunges straight for your crotch. You have died. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it was magical. Imagine a bunch of. of Guys playing that, laughing their head off. That's oh my god, these kids, it guys, like. it's getting worse. Connie's gonna, Connie, it's too many spoilers now. People are gonna be like, oh. Trust no, me, no one's gonna want to play this. Tree, what is your go to game? It's gonna be Father's Daughter. Yeah, <laughs> I just ruined Tree's, Tree's whole whole discussion. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting now for um, Collie because Collie's been holding out on us, um, Monty. Like we all think Collie should stream as well. Farmer's and daughter. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stream this. Hang on, guys. No, you this, can't. Is a, You'll this, get is, this is an image. Oh my god. So um so for I'm, I'm not going oh. to fully describe the picture, but basically Basically, um, oh there's somebody lying on the floor looking like they've just fallen over, looking up at somebody standing over them. Mm. Daisy Duke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all got excited by this sort of stuff. That's just how it was back in the day. Oh, I, I found the cover art for it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Collie's detective skills are too strong. Tree, take us away. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Wow. I feel like this is just a big bait and switch, right? You buy this, I don't know how much it costs, but you buy this game and you expect that cover art and then what you get is, we need to post this with the podcast now, don't we? Since we're discussing it so much. Yeah. yeah. Educational you material. Know, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. It's I amazing how they sold things to us. It's like, here, this is what the farmer's daughter looks like. Here, this is what she really looks like. Oh, The pixelated version. Yeah, but that's how it was. It's like the, one of the podcasts with, with Liam and the boys from the Game Over Man uh, podcast was we were discussing Stroker and that was one of the I'm not 
sure if you ladies have seen that or you've heard about it, but don't look I feel it up. Worried um, I can you know, you know, I've got to... <clears throat> You don't want to look that one up. I'm just telling you right now. I'm being a gentleman. Please don't this look one that one up. What one happened? <laughs> that one in particular, <laughs> you look at that it? and you think, we've played games like that. Oh, my word. <laughs> I'm absolutely. I've 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 level of this podcast down. Absolutely. Oh, this is incredible! This is a really cla- Oh dear God, this is a classy, um, classy establishment but, before him. Oh my you? God! Now, the, the oh thing God. I'd like to point really out is that. there is. People call this a masturbation simulator, but you look at the colour of the penis, you look at the colour of the hand, there's two guys. Yeah, that's two guys. That's absolutely (laughs) two two guys. guys. I'm sorry, you're not doing it yourself. You just, you would Hey, I don't judge. I don't judge either. We played, there was literally 12 guys in one tiny little room playing this. Wait, this is what it was like back then. Pretty much, we had beers, we had everything, and I think we should put this a label on on this right now, guys. This stream may not be safe for work. Yeah. Oh, definitely, anything with me should be labeled not safe for work. Fuck me. Um, but the point is, we had a group of guys getting excited to play. We were, you know, people were drunk. It was hilarious. But the best thing oh, okay. I will always remember, the best thing I'll always remember, is my cousin. He always could beat this game and forever on after that point we called him the best wanker we know games games of this of this sort of vein still exists now don't they if we if you went on steam some of the ones that go on sale oh Oh, definitely much better which much with much less pixelated art Uh, this is quality don't knock it absolutely (laughs) it's despicable you're knocking it (laughs) (laughs) i haven't tried it yet i have a homework assignment it seems excellent apparently i'll Uh, report back Tree. It's not that. But it's not that surprising, is it? Like, this is teenage boys and teenage girls. Like, give teenagers like a pen and paper, and you'll get a penis. That's you know what they're thinking about, which often is you know right. So it's not that. Like, it's not that surprising, is it? Just that that was what the technology had, and that's what teenagers wanted. I uh, don't feel like I can possibly like follow this segment, and I don't really have like great like because i'm even when we're sort of saying like what are my retro games i go back to honestly like i haven't gone back to retro games in a while when collie said um about theme hospital i was like yeah i love theme hospital and i was really excited when i discovered two point um is it called two point hospital when i found out just years after it was out I, i found out about that and i downloaded it and played it for a while the ones that I feel like I would like to go back to, um, it's weird Dizzy's been playing Resident Evil on her stream, but it's not the old one that I remember, which is mm. PlayStation. So like I was saying, I didn't think that was retro, but I would I would love to go play the old Resident Evil because I said that before on, on the podcast, like that was one of my like really formative gaming memories was sitting with like a group of friends and we played it really slowly over like a series of weekends but we all did it as like a team and like taking turns. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to go back and do that. Although it probably would just make me sad that it's not as good as I remember. Interestingly, on Twitch, they don't have a category for the remakes of Resident Evil. You, if you're playing Resident Evil 2 remake, you have to put the, the thing for the old game, which mm. I feel like is misleading because if you are looking for the original Resident Evil 2 and you go into the category, it's just a bunch of people playing the remakes with maybe one or two people playing the originals. And so, like, I feel like they do need to make a new category. But that kind of leads me on to my next question is how do we feel about remakes? Not not just updated graphics, 
remakes, but actual like Resident Evil 2 reworkings of the game to bring it into a brand new era for you know modern audiences. <coughs> I think that really depends. When when I got the Xbox, the very first original Xbox, the it came with two games. It came with Halo and Midtown Madness. And if anyone has played that as a mini driving around the centre of Paris just smashing it up, it's, it's great. But I remember when we got Halo and when you actually got onto the Halo and we were looking down at the grass and I'm like, wow, it looks so amazing. It looks so real. And I've played every single Halo since then. I've kind of started to drop off from it now. I've not looked at Infinite because it's just not the same anymore. But I got the Legendary Edition, which is 1, 2, 3, 4 and Reach, I think it's on it. And I went on it, you press a button and you go back to the original graphics and I'm like, oh my god, this is a wow, things have come a long way since me thinking that this was pretty incredible graphics. But I loved going back to it and then remembering the bridge level, which is just the bridge and then 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 you cry because you get taken out by the elite and then you end up right back at the beginning of the bridge. And I really enjoyed that, I really enjoyed going back to that because it was a really big part of my teenage years playing Halo. And I enjoyed going back to the likes of Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. But then I also enjoyed playing when I was when I was a teenager. I, I'm not a big fan, fan of Final Fantasy, but I did enjoy playing Final Fantasy X. And I got the remake of that on the PlayStation 4 and I'm not loving it. I really feel that there's a lot of work, a lot of that they could have done with that to make it to just, just more better quality of life changes for it. The controls are still are really janky and hard. Mm. They didn't update any of the graphics, so it's still very triangular and pixelated and it's like oh, they could they could have done so much more, especially after what they did with the seven remake. They they could have done a lot better with 10. So I was disappointed on that. So it's very hit and miss. Some of them can be done really well and some of them are not. Yeah. I was um I was actually worried about the seven remake when I played the demo because the music was more orchestrated and I didn't like it in the demo and then I've been playing it and I got to a big boss and the music started and it was the same basically a better version of what it used to be in the old game and I just I was like just transported back and I actually recorded the audio and sent it to my dad like they haven't changed it that much it's still the same in some parts of the game and I was so <laughs> excited and so happy that it was and yeah I think you're right it is definitely hit and miss of how much they change it and what they do. Um, I haven't played the original Resident Evil 2 or 3, but I've played the remakes and I really, really love them. I know 3 was a bit of a controversial remake, it's not very long, and they took some parts out, which there was a lot. But overall, like the gameplay side of it, I did really like, and I play Resident Evil 2 over and over and over and over and over again. I just play it on loop at this point. So yeah, I think there are some. There's definitely ways of doing it right, and they should be held up as examples of like, if you want to do a remake, this is how you do it. Yeah. See, I was always against the remakes because I thought you can't. A game's a game. That's how I remember it. That's how I want it. But then I wanted to play Bard's Tale on stream. Now the Bard's Tale was basically just like a an RPG adventure. You're going through the town of Scarabray um, and going to, to fight some evil wizard at the end of it. But then when I actually got the updated version, because that was what was on Steam, I was blown away because they fixed the graphics. The graphics looked fantastic. They fixed the, the levelling up. They fixed everything to make it a lot easier. And it just made it so much better. And that changed my point of view on remaking some games. I don't want every game remade because, to me, a lot of games are perfect the way they are. But if it's a a little graphical thing and a bit of a, a housekeeping thing, I'm happy with that. 
and one other comment I'd like to say, because everyone's talking and saying nice things about Final Fantasy VII, um, Final Fantasy VIII was better. <laughs> I will say one thing with remakes, and it because I, I did have to sell my retro console collection, it's allowed me to bring some of the games that I loved as a child yep. to my children. So we might not like That's the idea the of remake, but, but bringing back some of those things that brought me so much joy and happiness when I was a kid, and then watching it bring my kids so much joy and happiness. That, no, that, that's actually great, and I love that about a remake. There was a remake a, or a refresh. There was a thing um, with Final Fantasy VII about spoilers for the story, which I thought was really interesting. Some people were moaning that people were talking about certain characters' fates. I won't say anything because... I don't know if that will spark the discussion again in our comments or not. But so certain characters' fates sparked a discussion of spoilers because people who had, hadn't had played the original or didn't know the story of the original obviously didn't know about these characters' fates. And people who did were talking about how they were going to do them in the remake. And so I thought that was quite an interesting one of they don't, you know, the game's been out for 20 plus years and people are still talking about it being spoiled. But then it's opening it up to a whole new generation. So 20 mm. years ago, was the, the people that were playing that 20 years ago have got kids now that might be interested in that. And those people haven't had a chance to play it. Mm. So it is kind of spoiling it. So I think when something new does come out and it's such a very story-based game like a Final Fantasy is, I think you should give it a little while before you start going delving too much into the story and let people experience that themselves. You've got, you've got to remember that when you experience that, how did that feel and how would you feel if someone ruined it for you? There has to be a point where you can talk about these things. I mean, you've got to be able to talk. You can't. You can't be able to spoil something forever. Yeah. So you know, saying Dumbledore dies at this point shouldn't be a spoiler. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Really. Jesus fucking! Oh, I didn't even know who it is. But you just ruined it for me. Whatever it was. But yeah, no. You, 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 I think you're right. Um, there's like, there's, not, there's got to be a limit to it. Um, but at the same time, being conscious of people's experiences of things is also the thing I like is on some forums they'll actually put the word spoiler if you know what I mean yeah. mm. um, to warn people don't go in and read this if you don't want to know what's going on but if you're doing a podcast like this you can't really do that um, it's a bit difficult so we're not going to sit here and talk about what happened so everyone that hasn't played the game don't turn it off now because we ain't talking about all the awesome stuff that's within it um, go and figure that out yourself um, but in a, in a text forum in a text forum it's so much easier to do it oh I'm so sorry <laughs> so Tree and Giraffe what are your thoughts on remakes I feel like I don't have games that I'm I just I, I guess I haven't played remakes of, of games from when I was younger like I said like I, I see you playing Resident Evil games that are a bit different when I played them and that doesn't bother me at all like it's you know if it's a game that, that you're enjoying then it doesn't really bug me that it's got the same name like I um it definitely like makes me want to play the original version but it doesn't bother me if there's another game out there that's new and updated has anyone ever like seen somebody playing a sequel or seen of a sequel and you think oh do you know what I really want to go back to the original thing and then you go back to it and you're actually really disappointed by today's <laughs> standards there's one well I've not played the original of it um, huge amounts but I've played the remake and um, there's one thing that it, the remake does everything else is practically the same the controller janky as all hell and it's you know <laughs> it's great but you can't skip the cutscenes in Kingdom Hearts you can only do that in the remake so if you go back and play the original you have to sit there and you keep dying at certain points you have to sit there through 
30, 60 seconds cutscenes every single time. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to play the like the new one because I can skip all this crap. It's still the <laughs> same. I, there's a certain series of games that I started playing, or oh, would have been early to mid 2000s, maybe. And it was the Harvest Moon mm, series. Mm. Now, Harvest Moon captured my heart massively. I went and started playing the PS1 version. There is a Nintendo, Super Nintendo version, I think it is, yes. of Harvest Moon. That game it was exactly what you're saying. I played a later one, and then it made me want to go back and play the early ones. And I was never disappointed on any of them. And then Stardew Valley came out, and oh. that game took my... You know, it, it's a fantastic game, and it took my life away for a very <laughs> long time, that I mm -hmm. would play it every day, every op opportunity I had, um, Stardew Valley was being played. The fact you could live your life how you wanted to, you can you know, marry whoever you wanted to, you could be single if you wanted to, you can you know buck over the community centre if you wanted to. There was just so much to it. If you wanted a farm with just you know vegetables and plants, go for it. If you wanted a, a honey farm, you could do a honey farm. That was what I loved about Stardew Valley and that all came based off of Harvest Moon. And I'm talking Wii games on the Harvest Moon. I think it was Animal Parade and Tree of Tranquility were the two games that I played on the Wii and that sparked my love of that whole farming genre in regards to gaming. It's just something about it. I go out and dig a hole but I'm tired at the end of it when I'm playing it on a computer game and I've got a whole field of wheat wow I'm awesome and I feel great I love Stardew Valley it's just so oh, chill I could just like, sit there game. and I can grow my pumpkins and you know what we need to do cauliflower yeah we'll do it we will we multiplayer Stardew we Valley will, all of absolutely. us absolutely yeah we will start you just up. keep your hand off my pumpkins <laughs> We will start oh, up a. Like I think. I think we should start the farm again at this point, or do we continue with the it's farm that we've it's already been started? a while? Maybe we should start a new farm, but we need to be able to build Monty a house. Yes. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get everybody a house from the beginning, and it's that a will great be... game. I love it. And the fact that it was done by one person up until the point where he needed more people from the multiplayer stuff, but the fact that like the original base game was just done by one person the graphics the coding the music everything yeah and it I, blows, love it, I love it so much it's so good and the only reason you brought in like i say other people was because he needed a bit of help with the multiplayer aspect of it which is fantastic and it's just oh it's such a good game and i i saw this earlier today somebody has recreated almost perfectly recreated stardew valley in animal crossing there is an island somebody has done that is and that is star Valley and it's it's indescribable how perfect it is. It's oh so God. good. I've Stardew Valley is just a special game. It, it, it always it will really be. Really I, cool. I think I'll be 80 years of age and still enjoying that game. So actual farming. <laughs> oh, it's too much like hard work. No. Well, actual farming, yeah, don't talk to me about that. I've got enough trouble out in my yard. Well, before you go then, dead quickly, shall we have a quick discussion about Blood Bowl since you are also yeah. oh, you might as a well. very we famous Blood Bowl streamer? Blood Bowl at all. Yes, Monty, tell us, what is your favourite race to play? Um, <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah, we don't know. It's a complete mystery. 
Oh, what do you seriously? What sort of question is this? <laughs> Everybody knows that. Everyone just assumes they come to my channel, they're going to see a very bad halfling coach. That's just how it is. Except and not by, bad. I am very bad. Look at my win rate. See, the difference between me and an actual, we'll call a good halfling coach, is I don't give a shit. I do stuff to entertain people. I'll throw people. I'll do whatever. If 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 peer group pressure forces, you know, if everyone in the chat's going throw someone, throw someone, and it's the worst thing to do, I'll still do it yeah that's just how it is my win rate is blown out of proportion because of the fact i'm here to please i'm here to entertain that's just how i am and i love halflings i've loved them ever since i found them and the fact i the reason i love them is they're so shit in everyone's eyes that when you lose you can sit there and say well i was playing halfling so you kind of expected it and <laughs> when you win you can laugh at the other person and say lost a halfling you loser yeah you can do that sort of stuff that's what i love about half that is exactly I... why they're my comfort team like when i am having a bad run in blood bowl if i am just losing or just having really bad luck or i'm getting in a bit of a down about blood bowl and i go i play halflings and i'm like this just makes everything so much better i don't care if i win or lose i lose most of my game but i have fun with it at least i can have my goal of i I want to throw a halfling or try and do a one-tone touchdown or you know yeah. both at the same time and it's like it just takes off all the pressure and you can just try and do silly wacky things with them and it's great the key oh. to playing halflings and this is what i tell everybody who plays blood bowl do not take the game too seriously if you take blood bowl too seriously you are going to hate it 50 percent of the time maybe even more because blood bowl is a game of luck i'm sorry to everyone that keeps hearing me say that you will have lucky days you will have unlucky days but on those luck unlucky days you just have to accept yep the dice were crap and if you're getting angry you just move on to play something else when you're playing halflings the way i play them which is if i lose as long as i'm having a good time if i'm laughing my head off in a, on a stream because i've killed someone with a flying halfling that's the best thing ever you're not going to beat my day you know, i'm not going to make my day any better in any other way if i've killed you know i've had times when I, I remember i was playing against a norse player i threw a halfling hit his yeti killed it that just made everything. It was fantastic. That was it. My day was That's perfect. A moral victory. It's fan. Yeah. Who cares if I've lost? I don't care at that point. I've won. Um, but that's the whole the dice allowed that to happen it's not always going to work and so i basically just remind everyone if you're not enjoying blood bowl have a break because the dice are never always going to be perfect sometimes you do need to take a break from it definitely, so, definitely true uh, to, like, was was blood bowl something that you like discovered as a tabletop game and like what well, yeah when did you discover it um we used to play lots of dungeons and dragons basically the same game pretty much uh, <laughs> then, this was a time we played battle tech we played a whole bunch of things and then blood bowl was found i'm saying late 80s at this point and it was just great i was i'll be honest with you i was a disgusting elf coach early on because i halflings weren't a thing to me at that oh, point disgusting um, elf coaches. yeah God, we exactly hate right i hate them too and i hated myself at the time i'll always always <laughs> i'm disappointed in myself but then when i found halflings were a thing that's what changed blood bowl for me forever 
because having halflings is like, yeah, okay, I've got four players left, but I've got a tree and three halflings I can throw, I can still score. That's just how it is. You, I've beaten dwarves, I've beaten Nurgle, I've beaten whatever at least a couple of times. I try anyway. Um, every race can be beaten by halflings. It's just the luck of the dice. If I can throw someone, I just just ask um, Jumpy Jim, one of the gentlemen who he's a Twitch streamer. We were both streaming, and he was playing goblins. I was playing halflings. It was nil-nil. None of us were going to win. I was turn 16. I had the ball. Only thing I could do was six-plus dodge deep root into a six-plus throw yes. and into a four-plus landing into two GFIs. I did everything with a loan. I was six, six, and the look on his face at that point <laughs> on the dream was like, what? The fact is, the luck was with me that day, and the halflings prevailed because of bullshit dice. It's just how it's sometimes <laughs> oh, so, so for anyone and listening, you remember it to this day. Yeah. Oh yeah, I clipped it. And That's I just winning. Every that, time. You could just you can retire now. You've just you've you've won at gaming. Oh, I have not. I've not. <laughs> that I, there's, a, there's actually a few streamers I haven't beaten that I hope to one day beat, but they're on my list. I'm not saying who they are, but I'm coming for them. I've never beaten Andy. I don't think I've beaten Andy. So that's one I do want to have a go at one day and spin into him and ruin his fun. (laughs) Oh, well. Come on, Andy, bring it on. (laughs) Challenge accept. Well, challenge thrown. I guess I can't accept it. (laughs) (laughs) I want want him to, right? I want this to happen. It sounds fantastic. You're accepting on his behalf. Yes. We're all like, I'm going to accept on anybody's behalf. Monty's already beaten me with halflings, so he doesn't need to cross that one off. <laughs> that's oh, you know what? It's just, that's how it is. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. The sooner people realise that Blood Bowl's just a game, it's not worth getting angry over, if that's the, the best way to play it. I also wanted to ask, um, I hope this isn't like taking us away from the Blood Bowl conversation, but I'm really curious, Monty, as like how you started streaming. To be honest, it was a stress reliever. I worked, or I still do work exceptionally long hours, which is an absolute pain in the posterior and streaming was a avenue for me to entertain and relive a bit of oh see you go cauliflower's just found cauliflower stop oh being helpful <laughs> she just found out that um andy davos one nil ahead of me funny that and i wasn't playing halflings what the hell doesn't count. exactly so it doesn't, doesn't count doesn't count doesn't count but it was just a oh. way for me to entertain and enjoy because when i was younger i loved well, still do love being the center of attention getting up in front of people having a good time making people laugh and that's what my streams are all about i will do my utmost to acknowledge everybody as much as i can to speak to everyone and to me the viewer is what makes my streaming fun the game is just a vessel to to bring everyone together but if it wasn't for the viewers I wouldn't be doing it because these people make me happy and that's the real reason I want to stream is to have decent people even Lord Callow Callow if you're listening to this even though he's a bastard to me every stream I still love him yeah I'm with you on that I feel like there's a well I mean everybody has a little bit of everybody has a lot of their own personality on streamers but there's definitely the camp of really this is very serious I want I need to win this is really important to me there's a little bit of bullshit on the side and then there's some people who are trying to straddle the two but yeah. to me, I mean, if you just want to play the game and win, why are you streaming, right? So I just, streamers that just sit there and swear the whole stream, isn't that right, Draft? <laughs> no, I have no idea what that is. God, I, I, um, I, I told an opponent I was streaming the game and he, they asked me, why are you streaming your shame? 
because I wasn't winning. Wow. I was like, yeah, I'm not I ashamed. Hate people like that. I'm not ashamed. As yeah. I'm having fun here. I don't care if I'm winning or not. Like you may think it's shameful for me. I think I drew actually. I don't you think see, my my it sounds my like response. you're streaming their shame. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, my response to someone like that would have been, well, I'm not ashamed that I'm losing, but yeah, bet your mum's ashamed she didn't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> I think you broke no Monty. Comment. <laughs> no oh comment. God. I enjoyed that. I like how Monty, at the beginning, right in the preparation of this podcast, was like, um, is it okay if at some point I swear? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm absolutely okay, stunned Monty. and appalled. I'm appalled. But... Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about some some players that I've come across over the years. There are some people out there that are just... It's the, the reason why I keep saying stop taking Blood Bowl too seriously is when you're starting to abuse your opponent, you're an mm. asshole. You're both trying to enjoy a game. I'm sorry, it is a game of like You don't go to a casino and just because you've lost a game of poker, you don't abuse the, the dealer and say, oh, you big lucker, how dare you? Um, it, it's the same thing. It's a game of luck. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. Don't take it out on you, on your opponent. If you're that sort of a person, pull your fucking head in. Yeah, Look, get this is the, yeah. Your opponent, yeah. This general. is something we talked about on our last stream about you know making sure that everyone's actually having an enjoyable experience and making the the game a bit more welcoming. Just the mostly that's just going to help it grow, isn't it? Mm. And on the note of growing and what happens when a game grows is that we get sequels. So to, for the listeners, it's uh, it's Saturday the twenty. 22nd or Sunday the 23rd if you're Monty so that means in <laughs> on the 25th we are right. getting another Blood Bowl 3 closed beta up until what? the how does everyone feel about this up until the I'm over the moon um, I am so looking forward to the Blood Bowl 3 um, experiment again because Cyanide who have obviously been a big part of the Blood Bowl community for a very long time um, have got a very good product in Blood Bowl 2 and I've got very high faith that they're going to get Blood Bowl 3 to be uh, an even better game they need us to be playing blood bowl 3 to be testing it to make to make sure that what they're working on is in the right direction that's why i'm excited because we're able to participate in the process of making this game and if we don't play it we're not offering any assistance at all and that would disappoint me so i just urge everyone if you've got the beta even if you think the game is not how you like it play it because you're going to find bugs you're going to find issues you can send on the cyanide as far as developers are concerned and i've played a lot of games over my time on twitch and i've had contact with a lot of developers cyanide have been the single best developer in listening and supporting their community and being part of our streams as well they're always popping into my stream the fact that they're doing that shows that they've got a real love of Blood Bowl. And this Blood Bowl 3, um, what do they call it? Whether it's open, whether it's time. That's, you know, where you're testing yeah. it. This is a way for us to pay back them for giving us a fantastic game in Blood Bowl 2, which we've enjoyed for a fucking long time. It's been out for a long time. And Blood Bowl 3 is going to be here and we're going to enjoy it just as much when it's done. So I'm so excited. I'll be streaming every single game that I play and I'm going to be looking forward to it massively. I am really excited to to play it. I was one of the ones that got abused on the first one because I said, I can see where they're going. People got so negative towards it and I hope that people don't do the same thing as they did last time by getting that negativity because that doesn't help cyanide it doesn't help anyone 
just throwing the negativity out there. If you're constructive, you give reasons as to, you know, this happened, can you fix it? That's the best way to go about it. You don't just start getting angry over it and saying, ah, it's all crap. They're doing, they're, they're doing their best because you've also got to realise they're working with Games Workshop as well. There's certain things that they're, they're required to do, certain things that they're waiting for permission to do, whatever, because I've asked them, can they rename a, a halfling from Minto to Monty? They said they have to talk to Games Workshop. That's how tight it is. They have to get permission for a lot of this stuff. And so if also, things are missing, also hopefully the, it'll be there soon. The, the panorama is not helping things either. Like it is definitely slowing things down. So it's mm. not as simple as just talking over an office to each to each other. They Correct. are having to do through emails and things like that. So things will slow it's down. It's not easy. And they've been so, so good to our community. And I just urge everyone for a, a developer to be so good to our community over all of these years they've kept the servers going they could easily sit there and say ah bugger it not off they go but they haven't it's still going it's going strong the community is still strong and when blood bowl 3's out it's going to be an absolutely fantastic game i'm certain of it it's just going to take time and i just remember everybody don't get angry just because you don't like what it looks like now every game starts off as something and then becomes something fantastic at the end not every game, but I'm certain in Blood Bowl 3, what we're going to get at the end is going to be fantastic. And best thing for us right now is to test the shit out of this game. Get in there, try everything. I, When the first open or the first beta was out, I was throwing people to the sidelines to see what would happen, just see if the game was broken in any way. That's the sort of thing you need to do. Don't go in there thinking, oh, I want 100% win ratio um, in Blood Bowl 3 in this beta. That doesn't help anybody. Try doing things, using skills that you might not use and put them in situations that if a problem does come up, Cyanide can be told about it and then they can fix it. That's 100% what we need to have right now. When the game is out full release, then knock yourself out and try to be the top of the of, of the barrel. But until then, throw people to the crowd, throw people at someone, vomit on everybody, do whatever to see if you can find ways that the game's not 100% so they can fix it. Exactly. Boy, oh, am I talking so awesome. a lot. <laughs> I love it. I'm very supportive of Cyanide. I really am. I think they are the single best developer that I've ever dealt with in regards to games out there. Now, I've dealt with a few that have made contact over the years, and Cyanide, they come into the stream, they answer questions. If I send them a question, I get a very good response. The fact is, they're part of the community, and they love their community, I'm certain of it, because they wouldn't be supporting their streamers. I'm sure, I'm not sure, Tree, if they've popped into your stream over the time that you've been streaming. They have, in fact. They're fantastic. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, and how many developers do that? Not many that. Like, when I've played other games, I'll tag the developer in. The, you'll never see him. But Cyanide have been very supportive to all of us as a community, and it's our, our. I think we need as a community to throw that support back on them and give them constructive um, information in this case, not be negative. And I just don't want to see a repeat of what happened the first time where people just, nah, it's shit and they, that's all that they said and they walked away, didn't want to test it anymore. That's hard for them if people are doing that. Just test it, put up with the bugs. If the game crashes, okay, the game crashed. It's not part of a league, don't worry about it. You'll get over it and just keep going and try and provide as much support to them in regards to bugs, issues, any crashes that happened, what was going on at the time that it crashed, because it could be something in the, the game that occurred that 
cause that crash to happen. They need to know. So we always um, do a shout out for streamers that we recommend. Is there anybody in particular that you would like to recommend before you leave us? Oh, there's probably, in regards to Blood Bowl, OMG. OMG game channel. I can't remember his exact um, name now. He is a gentleman who was streaming a while ago. He lost access to his account. I think it's uh, the OMG game, I think it's called. I'll, I'll double check it with you because he had to change his name. But if you go into my Discord, he's there. So you just go and look him up because he always posts his going live. And anyone who streams, make sure you get into various Discords out there and tell us when you're going live. I'm happy to have Blood Bowl streamers say that they're going live in my Discord. I'm not running a Discord just for me. It's for everybody. And if you stream, come in and let us know that you're going live so we can find you. If we can't find you, how can we watch you? Um, but OMG definitely is the Blood Bowl streamer that I love watching. There's also a gentleman that I've grown very, very par um, partial of, I think the, the terminology would be, because I've actually gotten back into a game called Ultima Online recently. And it's a game that I've played from 97, 98 until about 2003, and I haven't played it for nearly 20 years. And I came across him, and he is absolutely fantastic value, and that's Epic Loot Gaming. I would love to have people coming into Ultima Online to play with me. We're, we're, we are on the paid server, so it's not good for everybody. Um, but I would love you to come across, because I actually take part in his streams, because I annoy him in his Discord. He loves me. I, he, he, he tells me he loves me, but I annoy him all the time. And he's one of those ones as well uh, that's not Blood Bowl related. He is fantastic. And he got me back into a game that I loved 20 years ago, and the love has come back. I cannot understand how I've come back into this game, not touching it for almost 20 years, and I don't want to put it down. I just want to keep playing it. I don't want to go back to work. And uh, that's how much fun I'm having with Ultima Online at the moment. It's considered a pretty dead game, but to me, there's enough players to make it not a dead game. And if you want to play it send me a message i'll tell you where i am and you can play for free as well there's a free option so similar to a lot of mmos out there now where you've got that restricted free access where you can do certain things and you basically can't place a house but you can be friended to a house from what i understand i'm happy to have you come along because ultima online has just captured my heart again and i really do enjoy it and i'll probably end up streaming that very very soon so cauliflower i hope you're going to look forward to that I know Cauliflower's always at all my streams. Isn't she nice? I'm lovely. I'm, abs I'm an absolute delight. Yeah, all of you are delights. Every single darn one of you. But the only Aww. difference is you're all delightful in different ways. See, see, Dizzy is delightful because she's got pigs. The pigs are what <laughs> makes me happy. Because every time she streams, and I'm like, where are the pigs? And then she'll say, which one do you want? And I'll say the biggest one. And she'll go and give me the biggest pig. And that's what makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> And cauliflower, you got to start streaming. You got no okay. choice. You have to. <laughs> She's kind of dipping her foot into it, right? She's coming onto people's streams yep. a little bit here and there. Yep. You got to just take it, take the bull by the horns. You got to do it. Your own. You need to stream Stardew Valley for watch. us as well. Yes. I'll play with you. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. She's going to play a, with us. There's a dirty joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to bring this this discussion down a level. We're trying to be wholesome as I am uh -huh. preparing you're not, to you're exit. You're not coming down to my level. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> only down to your level i'm down you know 
10 feet underground below hey, that this level. Hey, is, this is tame, trust me. Tra you haven't yeah, heard we had, me. we had a stream what? last night where um, Cauliflower was very educational. Giraffe bollocks. Bollocks. Oh. So we were, yeah, no, um, the yesterday's giraffe stream was brought to us by um, British Profanity and Cauliflower and Space Cadet teaching poor little giraffe how to properly swear like a British person. Yeah. Bollocks. Bollocks is nothing. Bollocks is tame. No, it's, it's, it's just, it's just it's got worse. Wanker. Back in the day, Wanker. that was nothing. We used to say Wanker. things like cobblers. <gasps> How dare you? Like How dare you? You know, that sort of stuff was was vile. And no, you, you know what? You just sounded full Mary Whitehouse right there. You know that. Wanker. <gasps> oh! <laughs> well, so what was it? Wait, somebody please think Wanker. of the children. The children. Something Wanker. like that. Alrighty, I need to get going. It was lovely being here. If you ever want me to, to come by again, you let me know. We will um, definitely I'll be reach happy out. to play some games with you because I would like to be Stardew Valley. To everybody listening, on it, to everybody out there, thank you for supporting the, these lovely people that are here right now. This podcast is a fantastic one, except for this episode because oh, fuck knows why they put me on it. I'm not that entertaining at all. But thank you for the support. It's people like you that make people like these do what they do. And you're wonderful for being here to listen. Thank you very much for being here, Monty. You know, I can butter everybody up. I can fucking sugarcoat everybody. Alrighty, everybody. I've got to get going. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to lose my testicles. Wait, you still got my balls. You've still my got balls them. are gone if I'm not careful. We will see you in your next stream, Monty. Yeah, which is tomorrow night. I'll see you there, cauliflower. I know you'll be there. I'll be. I'll be pretending to work. You liar! You're not going to be at work at all. You're just going to be. You're going to You're going to have a sickie. To say everyone, I'm too sick to, to do anything, and you're just going to watch me. I know. And and Bess, mm -hmm. if you if you're there, darling, please. Next time I'm in your stream, I want your small pig. Okay, I will bring the small pig, <laughs> the tiny one. I want the tiny pig. <laughs> the tiny See one. Later, everyone. Hopefully, I'm not in trouble. Bye. Bye. Good night. Oh, what an amazing first guest to have on. That, the yeah, that was great. It's just so much to say. Oh, so, so much. Passionate about it all. <laughs> um, we do have a few announcements as a podcast. There are a few things that we have um, added, if you are not already aware. We now have a YouTube channel where we will be posting these full episodes as well as some mini-sodes, vodcasts, uh, little 10, 15-minute videos of like top 10 lists and all that kind of fun thing so there's going to be extra content on that youtube channel so please please go check it out we have a patreon <laughs> all the details are dizzy <laughs> we do we do also have a patreon um it is again just the halison podcast um there will be again a link in the below but i will try and put uh some extra content on there and the episodes will be going out early on on the patreon so we are going to be trying to set a regular upload schedule of uploading these episodes on the 28th of each month so the patreon will get it on the 26th instead so you get it two days earlier if you are subscribed to the patreon as well as it being ad free so there is that as well but yeah those are our little announcements 
wants <laughs> Monty's being taken shopping. I don't feel like he he wants to go shopping. <laughs> Indication that maybe he doesn't. Just a small the, the, one. Just the first 20 O's in that no. Might <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would love to be able to start answering any questions that uh, listeners have. So if you please, if you have any questions, uh, please ask them in Dizzy's Discord. Yes, that is a very good point. We love answering listener questions. If you have anything for us, or if you want to tell us about your favourite retro games, please let us know. Um, because you know this discussion also includes our listeners so you know please let us know what your thoughts are on retro games um and you know what your favorite or your go-to ones are i think that's us signing off so i am dizzy bess you can again once again find me on twitch and youtube i am um seriously i'm a giraffe you can find me on twitch usually at american times miss spell tree spelled correctly because i'm difficult on (laughs) twitch and youtube and cauliflower and you will find me in all of their chats (laughs) (laughs) moderating everybody with a sword oh yeah (laughs) wielding that ban hammer right we will see you guys in the next episode bye and don't forget to like and subscribe to the youtube (laughs) that's right like and subscribe and ring that bell and comment